0: Why he fighting fighting this why what what what,
1: what is his goal Uh-oh.
0: Welcome back to the Immigrant Section. I'm your host, Abbas Wahab, and in the studio today we've got Mo Ismail. How are you, brother?
2: I'm good, bro. How you doing?
0: You like how I uh, said that Mo Ismail? I that said it right. That was good.
2: You got the Ain in there. Yeah, right. A lot of people mess up the Ain.
0: People usually give it to you probably like Old Testament style, right? Yeah. What do you mean? Like Ishmael or something like yeah, that.
2: Yeah. Some people say Ishmael. Some people. Some people say <laughs> Ismail. Like like Is. I'm like it's not
0: Is. It's Is. Dude, it's one of those ancient names though. It's tough. Yeah. Hey, luckily, it's your last name. Yeah, Mo yeah. is obviously like what the most popular name,
2: Muhammad. Yeah, Muhammad. Yeah, yeah but yeah.
0: Ishmael is like is what? What are the other like ancient? Isaac, Isaac is not bad. Ishmael, like <sighs> who uh, did
2: I? Man, I I was in Egypt last month and I met somebody who had a, a weird. It was like their their name was like Horus or something like that, like an ancient like uh, Egyptian, you know, god or whatever. And it was just like what. They still got names like that. <laughs> Horus, yeah. Well, Horus. I,
0: I feel like that's even lesser than Ishmael.
2: You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's pretty ancient. That's like right up there. That's
0: Horus. Horus.
2: Hmm. He was one of he's one of the the big Egyptian. Go- I don't know much. Like I took a. Egyptian. He's
1: the Egyptian version of Jesus. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Horace? Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's
1: almost the exact same story.
0: That's yeah. why obviously he never. That's the Blu-ray HD video version of names <laughs> right there. You're never gonna make it with a name like Horus. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? He just fell to the wayside. You know, you gotta go with Jesus every time, right? He just fell, bro. Thanks so much for coming on to the immigrant section, uh, man. Thanks for having rep me. Rep in Egypt, all rep day. in Egypt, all day, all day. Obviously, Sudan and Egypt, we are neighbors. We've been neighbors since day one. And I recently found out, Sudan is pretty much just like old Egypt land.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of Sudanese people live in Egypt until until now.
0: Okay, take it easy, all right. I just found this out. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) One one at a time, you know, just... uh, Yeah, you're actually Egyptian, pretty much.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. No, they're uh, just, I don't know, you know, obviously going to Egypt, I never really lived there, but going there for vacations and stuff, we'd always meet, like, Sudanese people. On vacation, and they're always just like the best. And it's it's weird when you generalize that a whole country is nice because of a couple of nice people you met. It's so true,
0: dude. I actually I went to Egypt when I was in uh, when I was ten years old. We went back to Sudan for the summer, and we stopped by Egypt for two weeks. I remember being in Cairo, and I remember seeing a uh, a group of teenagers circle beat an old man. (laughs) No, what? And I was like, Egypt is so fucked. I had the most. (laughs) I swear to God, bro, they were jumping. Bro, it was an old man. I've never seen anything like it. What,
2: what was the... Co- I guess you don't know the context. It
0: was in the It was in the capital, bro. It was, like, in a very touristy area. They were just stomping him. Whoa. Yeah. And, like... There's there's more to it, though. There is definitely is more to it, but, uh, I mean... Oh, we I mean, you could have... No, 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 no. We quickly walked by. I didn't see the beginning. Uh, I didn't see the end. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they're filming a scene, because yeah, it just yeah. seems so... I was shocked. I thought, yeah, for... I was sold on Egypt being a fucked up place.
2: Well, there is a national uh, day that we have in Egypt. It's called Kick the Shit Out of an Old Man Day. And with all the teenagers... Is it in the gather, summer?
0: I might have been there that day. Yeah, yeah,
2: that it is. You find the nearest old man and you give him a solid beating. <laughs> it's the
0: Egyptian way, huh? Yeah, exactly. That's actually how King Tut died.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're celebrating, his death. It's kind of like Memorial Day.
0: <laughs> Egyptian Memorial Day. And yeah. the more you know, right? Yeah. Now you know. Just for, <laughs> but now the listeners know. A little bit of rich Egyptian culture yeah. and
2: heritage. Exactly.
0: Do, do you remember uh, Khan al-Khalili? <laughs>
2: yeah, I love that place.
0: <laughs> that's a big that market place. in the capital of Egypt. That's like a very Arabian style, yeah. haggle, haggle market. A lot of tents, a lot of people yeah. like hearing of cops and quickly picking up linen that has all of their items for sale yeah. and dipping.
2: <laughs> oh man. Cause well, you know, like, cause it's so overpopulated. People really want to try to like make money, you know, in any way possible. So then what they end up doing is they just like, you know, people that are poor that have very limited resources, they'll just sell all these things on a blanket on the side of the road or whatever. Right. And it could be whatever. It could be napkins. It could be little souvenirs or whatever. And, um, yeah, because it's illegal. You're on city property, and they don't want you clogging up the sidewalks. Exactly. So yeah. once in a while, like one of these big, uh, you know, trucks will come, and all these army dudes will hop out and just ramsack everything. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, but, but they'll smell them coming. They always have like oh uh, yeah. They always have uh, like, spotters. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
2: Some dude saw the little kid <laughs> running down the street. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, like the
0: army's coming. <laughs> Dude, I remember I went to Sudan, again, a separate time with my brother. Me and my brother went uh, to—well, the whole family went to Sudan. And me and my brother went to this, like, camp in uh, in the capital, uh, in Khartoum. Mm. And uh, at one point, we went to a market in the capital. And me and my brother were just shopping around. And we go up to a guy selling fake Rolexes, all right? And this guy, we get him down to— 25,000, which is, like, at the time, it was, like, 25, like, Sudanese dinars, pretty much, which is, like, I don't even know what the conversion is right now. Pretty much nothing. We got him down to, like, something good for him, Something it's nothing for us, right? Yeah. And I remember, me and my brother, he, my I was 15, my brother was 16, and we talked about we, we quickly like, were like are we gonna do this we're gonna buy it but we talked in English right oh, within earshot no. of him and I still remember him doing this like his eyes started bouncing back and forth <laughs> no. and I swear to god yeah. I swear to god he goes Khumsumiya
2: <laughs> oh, he changes it
0: right away. He multiplies it by twenty. He says five hundred. He just—it's almost as if his mind was overwhelmed by greed as yeah. soon as he heard us speak English. <laughs> overwhelmed, he broke. he yelled out. Imagine being a Footlocker yeah. and starting to speak German or something.
2: Yeah, they're like no, nope, double like, it 2, up. Two thousand,
0: two two thousand for the ninety-nine nine, nine He was just—he looked confused as if he didn't even. You know what he just said.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think haggling there is, like, just a whole other game. Like, you know, it's it's in the culture. Like, you have to haggle. You're not, like, you're not going to, like, people make the mistake of just going to a market there and then grabbing something and looking at it and being like, okay, so this costs 20 Egyptian pounds. I'm going to pay you 20. But it's, like, what you don't know is they know that you're a tourist if you're paying the price tag, what you're supposed to do. Look at the price. There's a process. OK, here's how the process works. OK,
0: please explain. Yeah, just just the yeah. so uh, Mo's now he's going to explain pretty much the immigrant haggling <laughs> process. Mm-hmm. And this same kind of thing happens everywhere in the world in different languages. Is it but the, the same basis, style? The same style. That ticket price is always an absurd starting no, no But number.
2: the approach. So there's a different approach. The way it works when you're haggling is that you you're supposed to walk in. And you know they'll say hello. You walk into the shop, they'll greet you, whatever, right? And you look at something, you go, oh okay, this is this is, uh, this is nice. How much is this? And they don't say the price, right? So you go, how much is this? And they go, no, it's it's for it's for free. Habibi, it's for you. <laughs> Habibi, you ask for my eyes, I give it to you. <laughs> Why this is free? This is nothing. I give you five more. <laughs> it's free, and you're and you're as the customer, it's not free. You're not supposed to be like, oh. It, it's it's free? Okay, all right, thanks. And walk away because they'll chase you it's down. It's not actually free. It's not free. free. Yeah. But like as a thing of respect, they do that, right? They yeah. go, oh, it's, it's free. It's like a joke. Yeah. yeah, so then you go, come on, man, give me a price. Yeah. You got to beg yeah, to pay. Yeah, exactly. Please, please give me it's the price. It's part of the game. Right? So then they go, you know what? Whatever you want. So it's really a game of who's gonna say a price first. First, he'll go whatever you want. You go, come on, give me a price. He goes, hey, give me a price. Whatever you want, it's yours. So
0: let's say, for the sake of the listeners, this thing is reasonably priced at ten dollars. Let's say. Yeah. Now let's start with where it'll actually go.
2: So, so it's
0: ten. <laughs> ten is the real market value of this.
2: Thing. Okay, so, okay. 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 <laughs> so for him to make money, he's yeah. got. I gotta pay ten. Yeah. Right. So this is so the way it'll work is I'll go. Finally, he'll say a price. I'll go, how much is it? he go, no. And I go, yes. He goes, okay, fine. Uh, this is, uh, you know, 20. And I go, 20. And then I'm supposed to, at this point, is where the conversation switches up. So it goes from, I give you my eyes, and then <laughs> 20, right? And then you go, 20 for this garbage? Insulting. Yeah, you want me to pay 20 for this piece of garbage? You're like, get out of here. I don't want this. I go, oh, what? He's like, what do you mean? You know, he's like, if I give it to you for 10, I lose my business. <laughs> yeah. I have to shut it down. I don't have, I don't, my kids have to eat, you know, and they got to tie.
0: Egyptians are the most dramatic oh, Arabs. Oh, man. <laughs> most of the, one of the most dramatic cultures, people, <laughs> the hand talk and everything. The hand
2: talk, yeah. I, can, I, got, I got kids, you know, so then So then I just go, and then you got to do the walk away. You go, okay, man, look, God bless you. Uh, I, I wish you all the best with your business. Take care, and you walk out. And they go, okay, how, how, how much you want to pay? 20 is too much. How much you want to pay? You go, I'll give you five. <laughs> yeah. It was five. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Five yalla, go
2: go. Yeah five. I'm five, yeah, five eh, no yeah, no you know they just yeah. don't five no get out of here no no but and, but and then you go all right man well okay, okay fine and then you feel you you gotta you show meet. them your back you gotta yeah, you show them but you also give a little bit yeah because you go too hard and are like this yeah. guy's not shopping he's just talking shit exactly right? yeah <laughs> so then I, so then I go and then you go okay fine ten and then you meet at ten
0: yeah, exactly right. Dude. It's so funny that you just went through that. I remember the most recent time I was in Sudan. Mm. I went uh, Christmas break between first and second year of university. I think I was 18. and go to Sudan for two weeks. I remember going to a market and essentially did this haggle process with a guy selling sandals, okay? I wanted to buy nice, you can get nice leather sandals in Africa. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, can get, yeah. you can't get those sandals here, you know? Those yeah. are in African sandals. So I go, guys, he's got, you know, his little, like, fucking, like, cube selling sandals and whatever. All I started doing was mimicking the exact things I remember my dad saying when he haggles. But here's the problem. I was saying them, I I shouldn't be saying those things for someone my age because I'm haggling with a, a man. Forty-five, yeah. and all I was saying was swear words. I thought, no. I thought, I thought the <laughs> aggression was justified. I thought this is how you do it, right? Yeah. And I'm like a stupid Canadian boy yeah, at oh. this point, you know, just so out of touch. Ooh. Bro, I'm haggling with this guy. You know what I'm telling him? What? I'm like, yeah, I'm here with the girl. like,
2: Oh no.
0: I'm telling him like, yo, uh, yeah, bro, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Like I'm saying all this stuff. At the end, he fucking got mad. My little brother was with me. He's oh. like, to He goes, you call me son of a bitch, you boy And he he starts getting up to actually hit me Oh (laughs) oh, no And me and my brother ran up What haggling went to almost just Uh, like violence.
2: Dude, yeah, this is, you gotta, respect is a big thing. Exactly,
0: yeah. It was just my tone was way off. I was talking like I was a man. I was just uh, replicating my dad's words. Yeah. yeah. And I almost got beat.
2: No, they they don't. (laughs) No, dude. But we ran. Yeah. (laughs) He was throwing sandals and shit. You're in this guy's shop calling him a son of a bitch.
0: Bro, I was saying what Del I was saying. Oh, yeah. I forget what I was saying, but I was saying no, no 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 that price is stupid. I was saying like
2: Oh my god. I
0: was just as soon as he literally I'm not when I I'm not kidding when I say he threw sandals. He actually yeah. did he threw one sandal oh, yeah. at when we ran. Yeah. But as I was running, I was like, fuck, those were all swear words. <laughs> I was so caught up in the like, moment until that point of just cause I was in front of my little brother yeah. and I wanted to be like, I got, I'm going to haggle in this yeah, moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. the man. Right. Yeah. And it was just, it no, was so embarrassing.
2: You know what, man? My mom, uh, until today, she'll haggle just for the sport. Like she'll haggle, like she'll walk into shops. It can be a rush. It could, but she doesn't even want what's in the store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she's, you know, she's got earrings. She doesn't want earrings. But she's like, I just want to look. I just want to look. And then she'll see something that she kind of likes, but she knows she's not going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, how much is this? And then they go through the process. <laughs> and they'll, as soon as they sense that you're not from there... Like you said, though will hike it up. Multiple, they
0: yeah. will legitimately multiply, like so much higher, orders of magnitude, ten yeah. plus times.
2: Yeah, and you gotta accept that as part of like the everyday life there. People that's... go there and get anxious. It's not you just gotta. That's how it is. Exactly.
0: You that's... know, you
2: you don't go in. So, <clears throat> excuse me. They, my mom will go in. She'll ask for the price. No, it's free. No, whatever. I give you my eyes, and then eventually they go. <laughs> so then he he'll he'll give her the price. She'll go no. And my mom is a professional bargain bargainer is that how you say it bargainer bargainer yeah she knows how to bargain man and she will bring people down to their knees like where he's like okay i've given you this on an insane discount, but I'm also giving you a, a, a necklace with it, and I'm giving you a bracelet, and I'm giving you the keys <laughs> to my, please, to my like, house. Yeah. I got my, my firstborn, is your kids. son. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's like an NBA trade where she's got LeBron and yeah. he's got like a bunch of like, you know, a couple of second rounders or something. Just you know?
0: desperate to make the sale.
2: Oh man. So then so then once she brings the person down to the very lowest, then she'll look at it, she'll be like no, quality is no good. This thing, thing. <laughs> your mom is evil, and bro. She's like, Allah ma'ak, ma'ak. You know, inshallah. God be with you. God be with you. And, with you. and oh,
0: uh, your mom's
2: evil, bro. And I've looked at some of these guys as we're walking away, and it's like, dude, they are so defeated. Yeah, <laughs> They
0: man. are so defeated. Because these people, man, like, I always think about that. I'm like, I wonder how many how many legitimate sales they need to make a day at a legitimate price to get by, you know? Well, I they think... They it- gotta count on one or two Hail Mary mm-hmm. prices where some blind tourists pay. That's why they make... They're literally like... I'm not kidding when I say like fake Rolex, they will... If you're a a, a white couple, they'll give you the real Rolex price at the beginning. It's oh, a yeah. fake item worth $3 and they'll say $3,000 at the beginning. Yeah. They'll say $3,000 and they'll keep a straight face as if there's a possibility that this thing is actually authentic. Yeah, yeah. It's like bro, you're sitting on a milk cart. Yeah. <laughs> turned upside down. Yeah. You have three watches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
2: yeah, these the, aren't real. And you pay 3000 and that's paying his rent for the next 3 years. Oh,
0: it's a story for the rest of his life. His yeah. kids, he's going to put his grandkids yeah, to bed. Yeah.
2: It's a lottery like And it. then
0: the Swedish tourist came.
2: <laughs> And change my life forever.
0: They were wearing cargo vest, cargo <laughs> shorts, and just everything cargo. I knew.
2: And and, and they gave me three thousand now. <laughs> infinity pool.
0: <laughs> and that's how you all have engineering degrees <laughs> and paid for educations, yeah. invested well in that first three thousand dollar fake Rolex cell.
2: Oh, buddy. Yeah. No. They 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 like to aim high. But again, you know, I think over there the way business runs is that. There's way more people than there is here, so when you start like a restaurant, the chances of a restaurant picking up here in North America is like very low. Very low. Chances are you're gonna fail. Yeah. Yeah. But over there, it's like a restaurant is what you open up when you want to keep it, play it safe, and make money.
0: Yeah, a totally different vibe. Right. Yeah, because right.
2: because you look at thirty million people living in Canada, or maybe thirty-five now. Over there, that so thirty-five is is, is Canada. Over there, thirty-five million is in Cairo. Like, the country has 100 million the people. The GTA, yeah. Almost 100 million people. Like, that, like Egypt. You know what I mean? That's that's how many? Like, three and a half more times than Canada. Yeah. Right? So, But everybody... that's mostly
0: around Alexandria, Cairo, like, the dense metro. Uh,
2: not necessarily. Now, it's really starting to expand. Now, it's really... like. It what used...
0: are the other notable big cities in Egypt?
2: Sharm. Uh, there's, um... Uh,
0: Which one of them has all the resorts? Uh...
2: There's, there's a bunch, like Sharm, uh, Alexandria has a few uh, resorts. Uh, what's the other? Um, Garda, um, uh Sahel, which is like the north coast. Um, like Gona, El Gona is like a, a new one that's like within the last like 10, 20 years has been really popping off, like all these like foreign tourists go there.
0: Is it a big tourism or is it commerce? Or like what's uh, the vibe there? Uh,
2: a little bit of both, I think. They're just, like, expanding, man. And because there's so many people and it's so dense, it's, like, people just can't stand it anymore. It's, like, their developments are... Ha- you know how there's all these con- this condo boom in Toronto that's been happening forever now? Like,
0: yeah, through foreign investment. Yeah,
2: over there, it's, like, cities being built outside of Egypt now and, like, massive towns.
0: Through foreign investment?
2: I don't think it's through for. I mean, uh, maybe some of it. Okay. Some is local, some is foreign. Um,
0: so, uh... Have you been going back on a pretty regular basis? No,
2: no. This past summer, like, this summer was my first time in eight years.
0: Okay. So, eight years, that was pre-revolution.
2: Eight. Or was that right uh, around then? Right after.
0: It was right after, was it? Right
2: after, yeah.
0: So, what's the difference between right after and now?
2: Oh, man, night and day. Like, people over there are not, like, um...
0: What was it like right after? Do you you remember? (gasps) yeah.
2: Yeah, it was I mean the mood was obviously tense, you know. Yeah. It was a, it was in a time where uh you know the Mubarak had just stepped or stepped down and then you know they they had I don't know if they had put Morsi into power or not. It was a committee at the time, or a something. committee at the time. But it was it was it was fresh. It was very fresh. Like I went to that rear square with it, where they had all the protests, and you know, and and there's and still it,
0: Snickers bars on the ground. Well, and shit.
2: no, dude, it was it was sidewalks were ripped out. Like people, because there was rocks being thrown. People died. Like a lot of people died in that square. So they were just like ripping out, like you know, because it was fi- a fight between like the you know,
0: yeah, the state and the people and
2: the people and you know, so. Um, it was tense, but then now. So what was the
0: square? Was it empty when you went? When I it went, it was empty. No, no, it was empty. So what was the state of it? Was it? Did oh, you was see it, blood on the ground? Did uh, you, I didn't like... see
2: blood, but I saw a lot of damage. Like okay. I saw a lot of damage to property. You look at buildings built. Like there was buildings that were burnt and. There was, you know, now it's all been cleaned up and everything's. You everything. went
0: to the Tahrir Square again now. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's downtown. It's, the, it's and
0: it's completely different now.
2: Yeah, man, it's it's they made it really nice and it's you know it's just. A, is there
0: any remnant at all of any sort of destruction from eight years ago?
2: Um,
0: or they I'm, cleaned so, it all up?
2: I uh, no, I'm sure if you look for it, there probably is some sort of. Oh,
0: yeah, from your yeah. eyes, from the outside perspective.
2: But not like I didn't go anywhere where those things were. Like, um, I tried not to do anything that was like too touristy. Or I mean, not, not that that's touristy, but this trip was more about, like, discovering, like, myself and my roots and, like, the culture that I grew up p- part of but never in, you know? Like, I've been here since I was seven years old, and I wasn't even—I never lived in Egypt. Like, I was born in Saudi Arabia. So, for me, Egypt was only vacation. So, I only knew, knew Egypt by, like, the, the the delicious restaurants that we would eat at or the family that we would see Or the, you know, let's go to the, you know, to the swimming pool or the...
0: Yeah, vacation mode. Vacation, let's go to the beach, you know.
2: But I never really, like, I never really took in the culture... So, because of that, growing up, I was never, like, I had the problem where I was never Arab enough to, to roll with the Arabs. Yeah. And I was never white enough to roll with the whites. And I was never black enough to roll with the blacks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not brown enough to roll with the browns. So, I was just this— In limbo. I'm just yeah. this beige dude who's just kind of, like, a—like, a like you know?
0: Exactly. I, like, I'm in a very similar boat. Yeah. So, I'm probably—I'm overdue for a trip just like that for Sudan. I went back— I lived there until I was three. Then I lived in Oman, Muscat, like Middle East, and from like four, uh, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Then moved to Canada when I was in first grade, six years old. Fifth grade, I go to Sudan all summer. Tenth grade, I go to Sudan all summer. And then I go one more time in university. So those three stopovers after coming, being pretty much like a first world kid, yeah. I went back to Sudan three times. Did you enjoy it? I for the first two times we went, we went the whole summer, and that was we were living in the villages. Mm. So I fully understand. I was straight up playing with the with the, my village cousins and, like, totally village living, right? Yeah. That third time I went, I was just staying in, like, the capital the whole time, chilling. I still am overdue for a trip now to go back, maybe, I don't know, in these next couple of years, just to go back and actually, like, absorb it from my mindset now because— the last time I went, I didn't finish my degree. I didn't have work experience. I barely traveled like worldwide mm-hmm. and I wasn't doing comedy. So I think now I'll have a completely different set of perspectives. Like I'll have a way more open mind. Yeah. Cause before like if I went three years ago, I would have been just judging religion. Because, you know, pretty much when I went, when I swayed away from religion, it the pendulum swung the complete other way. So I'd have been like, man, this is so religious. I wouldn't have been able to look past that, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. see, like, the beauty within it still.
2: <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. I
0: think I'm right around that area where just what you experienced this summer, I want to do that for Sudan.
2: Dude, I think uh, as a person who has roots somewhere else in the world, you'd be surprised by how many things you have, like, in common with that place. Like, you know, for example, like I said, it's like, even though I am Egyptian, I've never really, like, felt Egyptian here, and I've never felt Egyptian there, but I still, like, I'm an Egyptian, like, uh, there's Egyptian blood in my body. <laughs> like, both my parents are Egyptian, Yeah, and I grew up speaking Arabic, and I still speak Arabic fluently. Is your Arabic good? Yeah, my Arabic is great. Okay. Fluent, okay. fluent, okay, okay. you know? Yeah. Uh, I guess if you're from Egypt you might catch a little bit of like rust you yeah, know what i mean yeah, yeah. just notice it but but uh, you know uh, anyone that i've spoken to over there was like man for a dude who lives as a, a canadian guy like yeah. we thought your arabic was going to be brutal before we met you and then you know so how
0: they think your arabic would be that's how my arabic is oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? so in sudan they're kind of like you uh you really lost that Arabic, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's—they're not. It's well, not my compliments. Mom, my
2: mom stayed on us with that. Like she made sure that if we were in the house, we were always speaking to her in Arabic. We never spoke to her in English. My brother and I would speak English to each other, and until now, we'll speak Arabic to each other from time to time. It's, but like, our, our 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 default is English. Yeah. My mom default is Arabic, right? Um, and kudos, man, because because of that, I was able to hold on to a piece of my roots. That, uh, like, I I'll, I'll never forget it. You know what I mean, and and it'll be with me for the rest of my life. So.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty positive that my kids are not gonna know Arabic. No? Yeah, really? I mean, I do mean, you want? It them depends. To? It depends on I. I value being bilingual. Mm -hmm. I don't value the knowledge of the language of uh, Arabic. Arabic. I'm not like, oh, this will make you higher in humanity or something like that, right? I just value knowing. I honestly think I want my kids to fucking know Mandarin. I want to give them a leg up, bro. (laughs) English and Mandarin, that's the way to go, man. Yeah. That's the way to go at this point, man.
2: Yeah, you're right, man. But I I think, again, this is obviously... uh, changes from person to person but i think if you're uh like for me again i i went through a big part of my life trying to you know you're new to canada so you try to suppress
0: that you go go all english
2: yeah Yeah. and you try to be like all the kids around you it's only when you get older that you start to notice that the difference is like beautiful and, and like amazing and it's it makes you who you are but when i was younger i was like you know i'd see these guys and you know, these white guys or, you know, these black guys or these Asian guys. Like, I just see, like, someone who was kind of, like, the same as the majority of the people. I'm like, oh, I want to be like that, you know? So then you listen to hip-hop, okay, I'm going to listen to hip-hop. Or you listen to rock, I'm going to listen to rock, you know?
0: Exactly, man. So, I remember I used to, if I needed to speak English, yeah. I sorry, if I need to speak Arabic and I was around my white friends or something, I would separate myself from them.
2: Oh, you'd have to relocate.
0: I would, if I had to, if I was taking a phone call, I would go take it in a different room yeah. so I can speak Arabic low-key. That's how, like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I just wanted things so badly to be the same between us. Of course. You know, I didn't want to at all acknowledge or be like, yo, culturally we're different. No, 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 we're, we're all the same. We're all the same, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm You're Canadian, embarrassed too. when your parents I'm come around. Yeah. I'm yeah. A guy, my dad, a million, every like every Sudanese person in the... And I'm still ashamed of this till this day, but every Sudanese person, man, in London, Ontario, where I grew up, drove a cab. And I still remember asking my dad to drop me off, like, like don't go into the school parking lot, you know? No, yeah. drop me off
2: down the street. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> because it was so played out for your dad to be a cab yeah. driver. Of course your dad's a cab driver.
2: <laughs> what else so would I he just, be? So I
0: would just be like, put me down the street or something and just walk up, and I would make up would fake he drop stories. You off? Would,
2: he, would he drop you off in the cab?
0: Yeah, oh, so oh, he exclusively drove the drove the cab for a lot of time. We didn't have another car but the cab. <laughs> it was the cab. We, there was six kids. It was a family <laughs> of eight. You know what I mean? In like a a, a four bedroom house. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. the government subsides, but still, so like just trying my best to be like all I wanted. And the inception of this whole podcast was pretty much after leaving corporate and starting comedy and beginning. All of my comedy for the most part is rooting up what who I really am culturally. Yeah. And like actually stepping away from this whole notion of like all these decades that I was trying to be to as Canadian it. as possible, oh, you know what yeah. I mean?
2: Well, that's that's the thing, man. It's like even right now like someone like myself who's you know, like I said somewhere in between all these groups that is like my identity, and like your identity, even like even though that the dude with the rusty air that
0: white Sudanese black like, that's kid, that's just who I yeah, am, exactly. man. Like,
2: I can't, you know, you're so, that
0: Venn diagram of shit now, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then it becomes our identity. That's fine, 100%,
2: right? 100%, man. I, I love it. I, I used to, man, my mom used to pull up and to the school, and she'd be blasting Arabic music, like Umm Kulsoom or Abdel Hareem Hafiz. And she'd be blasting it so loud and like really singing it. My mom really gets into it, she'll pull up to the school. The second that door opens, the music is blaring. That's
0: hilarious you say that because yeah. when my mom picks me up, yeah. Quran is blasted. <laughs> okay? I'm talking about Sudais. Okay, bro? That's like a... Re- uh, it, my household was so religious, Yeah, we would be talking about... So even if you go to my home right, right now in London, Ontario, there's at least one bedroom in the house that has a, an old-style stereo that's playing Quran 24 hours. <laughs> OK, my mom, yeah. like anytime she gets a bad vibe in a room, she's like, oh, don't stay out of that room. And she'll like keep like a uh, she'll she'll <laughs> she'll put Quran. a stereo in there to play Quran for like 24 hours. And,
2: yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Room. <laughs> hey, man, dude, I totally believe in that stuff, man. My mom, my mom does that stuff. And, and maybe it's because I grew up on it. But I dude, miracles have happened because of just. Things like this, where you're like, I didn't think this would even happen at all, and then it kind of did, and then just things like turned. You're like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh,
0: unexplainable, unexplainable coincidences, yeah. Yeah,
2: and then you, and then she blesses the house and plays a little bit of Quran and prays a little bit, and, and then you come into the house and you feel different. You're,
0: I know, yeah, I like, know. This is and a nice feeling. I know, man. I know, and it's like you know that a lot of it is attributed to like subjective feeling of being home yeah and like being close to family and all that but sometimes there's like something to it that it's like i have an engineering logical mind and it just sometimes things happen that just kind of breaks it like i just don't know how this can coincidentally Breaks, breaks what like i just don't i can't make sense of it logically
2: Of, like, somebody blessing a space?
0: Or just uh, an event taking place or seeing something, just being, like, logically for that to be... I mean, it can be... Anything is a coincidence, right? Mm -hmm. But just, like...
2: Because
0: I I told you that pendulum swung for a while. So Mm. I, I completely let go of any notion of, like, God, or, like, I was like, no, all that, only logic. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. But then there's so many things, and now once it starts to, like, level out again, the pendulum, you're like, okay, there's a lot of stuff here that I can't explain. Totally. There's a lot of vibes that I'm picking up on that I can't explain. It's like,
2: dude, what is even a vibe? like You're exactly. just thinking about, exactly. like, yo, I'm getting weird vibes when no one's saying anything, but you're still getting a weird vibe? that's That's a thing, like an energy, you know?
0: Yeah, it's like if, like... How often, dude, I used to be in the military, Yeah. okay? And I remember in basic training, we had a sergeant who was very high level, okay? We used to always ask this guy how many people he's killed, <laughs> okay? No. did he... he give you guys an. No, 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 he wasn't like that. He wasn't like seven. <laughs> 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 he's got a tight on his chest. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: Just like it is says, <laughs> seven boys.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, 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 he was a straight cutthroat guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember he used to, he did a training uh, session one time about um, approaching the enemy low key, low key approach of the enemy. I forget what the word is, like slowly coming up on an enemy. There's a word for it. Right. But either way, he's like, I can't explain this for whatever metaphysical purposes there are. I don't want to get into it, but the point is this. When you are approaching an enemy from a distance, do not look at them. Do not look at their back. You're aiming at something surround them because people know when they're being watched.
2: Oh, damn. Do not
0: look at them. Don't look at their back. Look at Pick a, a mark that's near them, but yeah. not them. I was like, that's some next level shit. Because how many times yeah. have like... Dude, how many... Th- times have you just been in your car just like people watching waiting for someone yeah,
2: chasing an enemy <laughs> yeah. yeah right chasing. how many times have you been
0: chasing someone <laughs> for vengeance to, welcome
2: to another episode of chasing the enemy yeah. <laughs> i'm your host
0: <laughs> how many times you've been waiting in your car and just people watching and then like you're looking at someone and they turn their head a full 270 degrees <laughs> and start looking right where you are and you're like what the fuck yeah how oh, yeah. did they They don't see you right away. They feel it, man. They, they took a, a full turn and looked right around where you are. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So that kind of stuff, that's the kind of stuff that brings me back from, like, this pure, like, atheism, like, l- only logic. That's the kind of thing where, like, okay, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. But that's the some of the unknown that, like, lets me still yeah. have an open mind when I hear spiritual things. And well, I think
2: ultimately, like, too, is just... Uh, you know, most religions out there just kind of. uh I don't know. I, I don't know much about a lot of the other religions, but like for instance, Islam. It just because
0: pre- Islam is number one,
2: obviously. Islam, Islam's number one. <laughs> Yo, Muslim plug right here. Muslim plug number one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like
0: I was gonna say, shout out to Sayyidina Muhammad.
2: <laughs> yeah. <Yo. laughs> <laughs> Stop for the love, brother. We're yeah, going yeah, to hell. Yeah, we're going to hell. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, no, but uh, like it, you know. I think it preaches just being at peace with whatever situation you're faced with, and, and that's the reality of it. And and it doesn't say that everything's going to be perfect, and it doesn't say that everything's going to be bad. It just says whatever sandwich you're given, you eat it, and it might be good, and it might be bad. But don't worry, it's not going to be the last one. So you keep keep going. You just, you know, but just. You like you know it comes from Salem. like just be at peace with whatever it is that's happening and, and I, obviously it's life so like a lot of you know bad things happen but yeah. you also have to recognize like what good that you have in it but you know all these people also come out like you know these life coaches and Tony what's the name Tony Robbins or whatever will come out and they'll just be like you know you're just really like you know project and like put it out there and like Every night before you go to sleep, write 10 things that you're grateful for and like all these things. And you're like, yo, man, open that book that's been around for like a million years and read it. It's saying exactly what you're saying. But then, you know, obviously people don't listen to that. And they listen to like, you know, whatever's being said in the media, like it's preaching violence against women and just hate. And you're like, man. If you don't believe it, that's cool. You don't like chocolate. I, I like chocolate. So just keep walking exactly,
0: on. Exactly, yeah. You know, yeah. like... The point is that you got to let people coexist.
2: Yeah, man, it's you dude...
0: You got to be like, yo, yeah. you found something that made you happy? Sick. Do you. Exactly. Walk away. You know what that's I mean? That's
2: why I hate going down to, like, Dundas Square now. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, four or five different religious groups. Everybody's got a mic and a little... A little... There's
0: always so much anger. A
2: little amp. He's like, in this chapter of this book, your (laughs) God is saying that... And you're like, dude... Why are you fighting the guy over there? Just yeah. let him be, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. People think that's religion. Oh. That's just by bi- people, bipolar people, just <laughs> in Dundas Square. Dude, you know it should be I mean? a
2: law, man. Those guys should have their mics stripped away from. Them. They should be like brushed off of that. Yeah, Any, it seems... Anybody coming to my door to try to convert me? Anybody trying to give me a pamphlet on the bus? Yes. Anybody... That
0: always screams mental health issue. Yeah. Does it not?
2: It, dude, the worst.
0: Religion like, and mental health people... somehow <sighs> intertwine, and, they're always and they smiling represent, at you. and they always. Be Become religion. Yeah, they never, when mental health issues and religion combine, it's never an issue of mental health, it's always an issue of religion you know what i mean they're
2: smiling at you with like an empty smile kind of like the same smile they have in that movie get out like where they're just like hey so are you feeling <laughs> depressed you don't have to live depressed forever the lord is with you you're like just are you all this- there yeah and you're like <laughs> dude i'm standing at my door in my boxers eating like a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> and you're like i was like do you think i'm in the state of changing my life at this moment like <laughs> yeah. You didn't time this out very well. And for second of all, like, why are you here? Right? If your religion was, like, the ultimate super truth, why are you knocking at my door or giving me that pamphlet on the subway, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't understand. To save
0: it, your soul. Yeah. <laughs> it is your soul that we would like to save from damnation.
2: Yeah. Make Dude, I, I had a woman tell me, this is years ago, she asked me on the bus, excuse me.
0: Get she, a little closer just to the mic. A little closer, so, yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: This woman on the bus asked me, she goes, uh, you know, I don't know, something came up, a conversation like and and I, I, it came up that I was Muslim. Right. And she goes, oh, you are. And then she's like, OK. And then she like sat in silence. And I was like, OK. And then, you know, just as I'm about to get off, she takes out like a flyer. She's like, by the way, I know you're Muslim, but you should really like take a look at this. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want it. And she's like, but just give it a read. There's no investment, (laughs) and I was like, "Ah, I'm okay. And she's like, she dude, she was trying. So I'm like, are you getting like, are you getting uh a Jehovah's Witness, right? I don't know what it was. I don't. I don't think she actually was. She might have been from like some other like church or something. But I'm like, are you getting commission off of this? Of how many people you convert per day? (laughs) Like, yeah, right. Converted five goes home to Jehovah's Jehovah's Witnesses. They have to solicit you. They do. That's part of the religion. I get that, but that's also you know. I mean, I guess to each his own. I don't, I don't like... I I'd don't rather
0: like... be a Muslim. A Jehovah's Witness, I feel like that's kind of like... That's, you're just kind of... <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses are just like, you're just a snitch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the whole religion is a group of snitches. you <laughs> have <laughs> a witness. But yeah... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was like, don't talk, bro. <laughs> Yo, I'm Jehovah, I witnessed that shit, bro. <laughs> I don't... There's, I seen it all.
2: Do you know what, like, the, there's actual, like, rules <laughs> to it. I don't know what the rules... I know that someone told me once that they have, like, specific, uh, uh, like, spots in heaven, like, limited spots. Like, they believe that not everyone is going to go to heaven. So it's like the highest Patrick, the highest. do you know the... Patrick Patrick looks like he knows something about this.
0: Chris Robinson came up Hardcore Jehovah, I think. I well, yeah, was that. he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hardcore oh, Jehovah. Oh, yeah.
2: Dude, did I ever tell you how Chris Robinson and I met?
0: That's another uh, Toronto comic. Shout out to Chris Robinson.
2: Buddy, hilarious dude. He was at a Blockbuster. That's how long ago it was. When <laughs> we met at a Blockbuster.
0: Was, so, yeah, were you guys were just... You both grabbed Men in Black 2 at the same time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and like a love song came yeah, out. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. Then Hold you were on, Pat- soccer. Pat-
1: Patrick, Patrick's gonna fill us in on what yeah. what what are Jehovah's Witnesses? So Jehovah's Witnesses believe there's a hundred and forty-four thousand spaces in heaven. So not even all Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> are good not even all good Jehovah's Witnesses according to them get to go to heaven. Where do the rest go? Hell? Yeah, you get raptured to hell. What? Or actually no, sorry. The 144,000 get raptured to heaven. Uh, Everybody else, basically, now the earth becomes hell. Gonna, but but is
2: there any to- sort of torture happening on Earth, or yeah, it
1: basically not like uh, demons or anything, but like the good people get raptured, so therefore Earth now falls apart. Just mildly
2: like, inconvenient. There's just longer lineups than usual at the bank. Right? you like, come on. Yeah, fuck.
0: <laughs> You're it's stubbing n- your toe at every corner. Right? This new <laughs> Earth fucking sucks just a little bit
2: more. So what makes you? So what makes a, a Jehovah's Witness like the best Jehovah's so, Witness?
1: I, I don't know. It's so long, but it's oh, basically it a- long. Like, you know, you never celebrated your birthday. You never... Smiled. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they have a not fu- a lot of not fun rules. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the celebrations. They're not about that life. They're not about the birthdays or any of that stuff. New Year's Eve, Halloween.
1: You can't have basically have celebrations that aren't celebrations of Jesus's... Uh, works on earth or like the general religious celebration so like birthdays are super narcissistic they think it's like you're 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 also engaging in like a pagan celebration as well so like a lot of things like birthdays and stuff like that are are like just completely actually outside of of even like real Judaism and Christianity and stuff right. like that. So, got it. But they just take it more seriously. And they sort consider of, it a sin. Yeah. And yeah. they also take basically anything that's sort of not included in their scriptures. They don't just say, like, uh, well, we don't have a ruling on this. Anything that wasn't in there, they assume automatically super evil permanent like so it wasn't mentioned for a for a reason there was a reason why
2: it wasn't mentioned is what well they no believe. they're
1: more like jumping to the conclusions of like if they didn't bother to include it then it then we'll just assume that it's bad it's the worst thing in the uh, world so like okay. lots of parts of technology they actually reject as well Damn. so they're very similar to like uh what do you call them? The the people who do old fashionedy type oh, stuff. Oh yeah,
0: and, and, Mennonites. Yes, Amish and
1: Mennonites. <laughs> Mennonites. Men- Men- <laughs> yeah,
0: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I recently talked to uh, someone I had on about he works with the uh, Mennonites. We we're gone into like debate what the difference between Amish and Mennonites. The biggest difference: Amish are like all the way they don't fuck with technology, and Mennonites kind of <laughs> fuck with technology. Yeah, oh. So the example they gave is Amish they gotta go with like uh, horse and buggy and Mennonites can get cars, but only base models. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, wait, what? No way. Are you it serious?
0: was written in there. They can't, they only, they got to get the lowest trim.
2: <laughs> so they can't, so they can't get like, so the window power has windows. to be a yeah, roll they can't up.
0: Power windows. Oh, do they still have roll
2: up windows?
0: Yeah, some of I mean, I'm not 100% sure about all new cars, but
1: as of like like a 2017, Yaris, you'd have to get
2: like a Yaris or something. One
1: like, of them is like a, a complete rejection of the modern world. And then one of them is sort of like, don't, uh, Indulge yourself or enjoy luxuries like life. Life is supposed to be very pious, so you can have the cars, but it has to be like the car that only serves a need. Yeah. Where whereas Amish are like, um like printing presses and everything after that is is pure evil. Like a, any kind of technologies from the yeah. devil. <laughs>
0: Amish is like no internet, and Mennonites are like. Only wired connections, no <laughs> wire. Right? And no, you have to be no, doing homework. No only
2: only dial up. Everybody <laughs> yeah. hang up the phone. No yeah. high speed. All yeah, right. We exactly. gotta, but you gotta w- send emails. Yeah. I mean you,
0: you gotta send emails.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they allow emails. Yo
0: <laughs> so uh, what happened to Blockbuster?
2: Oh man, so I wanted to do stand up and I was going to Yuck Yucks every Tuesday to watch to watch uh, you know, open mics and I was, you know, kind of considering I was working at the uh, at the bank at the time. At this bank and I hated the job but I was like you know I, was,
0: I didn't know you worked at a bank
2: buddy I worked everything man I, I used to work at a bank I used to work as a as, I used to work in like advertising as an editor like commercial editor I, yeah so I've done a lot done, <laughs> two examples yeah uh, I uh, do we we can go way back
0: I love that you're like yeah I've done a lot
2: bro buddy, I've done so yeah. much but um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was I was watching these uh, amateur nights and You know, before the amateur show, there was like the Humber College show where all the people in that program go up and they perform. And Chris was one of them, Chris Robinson. I, I was like, man, that guy, he had like the set of the night. Yeah. Extremely hilarious dude. And I was like, wow, man, that guy's like definitely like I was looking at him like, man, that guy's really made it. You know, like he's at Yuck Yucks. To me, I was thinking Yuck Yucks was like, you know, the Mecca. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm like, he's on stage at Yuck Yucks. Yeah. killing it like that. Man, that guy's a star, you know? Yeah. And 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 then literally like a, a day or two later, I was uh, at a blockbuster. It used to be right by <laughs> Bloor and Dufferin there. And I went and I went in and I'm looking at movies and then I look at the counter and chris robinson's is boxing dvds <laughs> oh yeah i was like wait isn't that that like superstar that i saw <laughs> yeah the other day yeah
0: your bubble burst up
2: and i was like nah, man it's not superstar this guy's a regular dude man he's got dvds he's, he's like yo
0: rewind that shit yeah yo
2: <laughs> yeah. you better
0: rewind that shit
2: <laughs> yeah man and then i just like i was like yo man are you a comic and he was like yeah and he was like <laughs> proud of himself and i was like yeah man hey man just he I was like, my name's Mo, and I was like, I'm thinking about doing this. And he was so, like, super helpful and supportive. He's like, yo, man, let's add me on Facebook, you know, whatever. And then that's what it was. What I did want to mention, though, earlier, because before I forget, about celebrations of holidays and all that. Yeah. um, When we first moved to Canada. What year was that,
0: by the way? This is 96. Okay.
2: And uh, we, uh, we didn't have much money. Yeah. And we didn't have any friends here. And we no family here. Yeah. We literally just showed up at the airport. The immigrant story, bro. And asked people, like, hey, so where do people go from here? <laughs> and then people were like, you can go anywhere. You can go, you you got go I, Sudbury, yeah. you can go Hamilton. You can go anywhere, you know? And then, but we went to this hotel in Scarborough. It was the Travel Lodge, but now it's like the Radisson. It doesn't even matter. I don't know why I'm plugging these things. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. just like. Yo, shit. Sh- shout sh- out uh- to
0: Motel Six.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> Motel Six, no. But, yeah, it was the travel lodge, and I remember we just went there, and um, we we went up to the room, and it was just so weird looking out the window, and it was just on a highway. And I was like, Canada, this is Canada, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, so, so we ended up, um, my dad started making calls back home because it's like, yo, man, we need to find out who lives in this place and who can like kind of help us, help guide us really yeah you
0: need to you know? get in touch with an egyptian yeah. like community cuz
2: money's draining fast yeah, cuz yeah. we're you're at a hotel Savings. yeah yeah just... so you're paying what 100 bucks a night yeah. i mean back then it was but it's equivalent to paying like you know 150 200 bucks a night now right exactly so it was 100 i think back then or something like that and um yeah so so my dad found a friend back home who knew someone who knew someone who knew another person that lived in Canada? It was this guy named George. This Egyptian guy named George. Yeah. We called him Amou George.
0: Okay. Right? Yeah. As, so
2: so Amou George comes and... Uh, actually, no, that guy was George. Amou George was the next George that came through. But doesn't... <laughs> I'm giving way too much. I'm telling a story like uh, like someone who's got like ADHD right now. I'm like, not that guy, but that... But anyway... <laughs> yeah. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. So this guy... Hooks us up. He he. I guess I don't know. They looked through uh, like the newspapers and stuff, and they found an ad for a house uh, to share a house with this old Jewish woman named Frances in Scarborough. So they so then we packed up our stuff and um, went to Frances's house, <laughs> and Francis had this dog, uh, and I don't remember what the dog's name was, but this dog was like a, I want to say it was a pit bull. And this dog was big. And you know Egyptians like dogs are on the street. I mean, some people have dogs, but you know it's yeah. Like, for it's, the like most ra- part, yeah. it's like raccoons
0: exactly. You know, like yeah. why do you have a raccoon in They're your possibly house? Possibly rabid. They're usually wild. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And this dog looked like he's been lifting. Yeah, like, pit bull,
0: man. Yeah, he's got just pecs. Deez. He's got three percent body yeah. fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. P ninety x. Yeah, he's got shredded. His tattooed sleeves,
2: neck tats. He's just like yeah, right. he's done some time. Yeah. Um. So, we we get to her house. And Frances was, you know, she was welcoming. She was nice. But at the same time, she was so careful about this dog. Like, at night, she would put the dog in her crate. And then during the day, she would take the dog out. But the thing is, we came. And then it it was, I think we came here in October of 96. So shortly after, it became winter. And it was so cold. And in the middle of the night, this lady would turn off the heat. And we would just, you know, Egyptians in Canada for the first time, so we take the blankets. We're doubling, tripling yeah. up on blankets.
0: It was probably twenty five degrees Celsius, it, and you guys were like, "Put the
2: heat up." No, dude, fuck? it was the heat was off. We're talking about now. We're in November, December. The heat is like, off. Like literally off. Literally off, right? And uh, so we're cold, and it's freezing. I'm sharing a bed with my brother. You know, my, so we had a room. My parents had a room, and then Frances had her own room, right? Yeah. And we're all sharing the house. And the next day, my dad wakes up, because it happened a couple of nights, and we just thought that's how it was. Yeah. My dad goes, uh, hey, Francis, what, uh, what is happening with the, the temperature? It's cold, you know? And then she goes, uh, oh, like, I turn the heat off at night because my dog overheats and gets really hot. And... <laughs> He's just like, my dad's like Your dog Excuse me your dog I am human This is dog You know Like I am cold I don't care for dog Like he was He couldn't fathom Like this lady Worrying about her dog
0: That's the most Clashing oh, of cultures That's hilarious That's like That's some first world shit That's hitting you Right in the face you Yeah know?
2: man And then And then you know Eventually That's so fucking funny <laughs> Oh man Eventually Francis Um like, you know, Halloween before that, actually, it was October, and Halloween was just around the corner. And uh, she goes and asks my mom, she goes, so is uh, is Mohammed and Ahmed going to, are they going to go trick-or-treating? I was like, sorry? She's like, trick-or-treating, like for Halloween. And my mom's like, I don't know what, you know, and she, yeah, yeah. she doesn't understand what it yeah. is. She goes, oh, Halloween, so it's a holiday where kids dress up, and they go door-to-door, and they knock, and then people give them candy. My mom took it so personal. She's like, my son, he well, never go to stranger house for candy. <laughs> yeah. He go. He's not homeless. Yeah. He Pride. want candy. He ask his mother. <laughs> exactly. I give him the candy, <laughs> not the stranger. <laughs> and she was like so serious about it. And Francis was like, dude, what? And and she Francis had a Halloween costume that she bought me. Cause I was I was in grade three at the time, right? So she's like, this kid doesn't even know what Halloween is. Like I'm about to blow his mind. So she brings me a pumpkin. I was supposed to be a pumpkin, and uh, eventually she convinced my mom, and my mom came with and went trick or treating. I didn't know any English. Like kids would, you know how they knock on doors, like trick or treat. And I didn't know what they were saying. You were like, huh? So I was just mimicking what they are saying. I was like, "Eh, treat, eat, eat." right? And then they just put candy. And then some of them would just be like, trick. And I was like, "Eh, treat, eat. I was like, I don't know what you're saying, bro. Just put candy in my bag. Dude,
0: that's so funny that you say that. Because... I grew up in a neighborhood, so my mom—I told you—so religious. First of all, she's like haram right away. What Halloween? Yeah, you're not dressing up as devils.
2: No. And going,
0: so me and my brother, we would always have to like just sneak out of the house for 20 minutes. You know, we just needed 8:20, 8 to 8:20, (laughs) and we just run because we lived in like a a a government subsidized neighborhood that was all refugees, right? Right. And I have a whole bit about this, but refugees don't give out Kit Kats on Halloween. You ever go, you ever see a refugee neighborhood a neighborhood, low-income government subsidized neighborhood on Halloween? It looks like a power outage. <laughs> Everyone turns the light off and stays away from doors yeah. and windows, okay? Literally. So you have to go to white neighborhoods to get Yeah, of I, course. Dude, I remember one time, same idea. We came back from like a, a, like a Sudanese function hmm. and it was Halloween night. That's how they like put us all. They're like, we will not allow the kids to trick or treat. We'll bring together. We will have dinner and we deal yeah. together. You yeah, know, we'll give them We don't have to there. be at the house, so the white people are gonna be knocking at the house all night. Yeah. we'll just go to the Sudanese place. Yeah. So I remember we came back nine nine thirty. That's Halloween's pretty much wrapped up. It's been night for two hours. There's really no one in the streets. Yeah. But we didn't get candy. So me and my brother, we we, as a family's walking from the car to the house we just run immediately to the adjacent white neighborhood and we run to the first uh, (laughs) door and we take our shirts and we flip them inside out over our heads. (laughs) Like Like what are
2: you guys supposed to be? I
0: don't know. Our our stomachs are just showing. (laughs) We knock on the door. This white lady opens up and she goes, she looks at us. She goes, no costume, no candy. And she shuts the door oh, on us. Oh, no. My word, bro. No. Yeah. Uh, Imagine. That is, that's so mean. Right? That, that lady was racist. The, the fact that that's we're racist. doing that... Yeah. K- kids are not saving up for their costumes. You s- Like... This how ignorant can you be? Yeah. Right? It's the parents. Like, the fact that we don't have costumes is a function of the parents. Yeah, am like, the parents She's not are thinking wrong. of it yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. She probably just saw it as like, okay, so two black kids came to my house at I, 930. But we were young.
0: We were so young. I, you I know, don't— we, Dude, racism, they don't care, man. I, I don't think—well, she's immediately adjacent. It was almost—yeah, exactly. I don't think yeah. it was the fact that we were black. It was just the fact that, look, you can't come here— Thirty minutes after pretty much the rounds are done. Yeah, and not have
2: a costume,
0: but still it's like but what you are think you doing but it with was, kids. You're telling me in that I'm not, same, I don't want to like imagine in, that same,
2: in that same situation Yeah, okay, but picture instead of you guys a cute little white girl blonde hair blue eyes She's really cute. And you know, she has a shirt over her head is she gonna oh, say yeah. the same? Is she like, aw, sweetie? Yeah. Oh, oh. you right? Yeah, right? Hell yeah, bro. So it's like, but, but Shit, I was a fucking victim of racism. Buddy, I didn't that's even realize racism, it. man, that's that's the, probably in the '90s, right? That was. This
0: was early 2000s. Early 2002, right? 2003. There you go. Yeah, she right? said. I think she might have said, "You 9/11 monkeys too." I can't
2: recall. <laughs> that was recall. That's the part that you're forgetting. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's all coming back together. You're like, she,
2: there was monkeys in 9/11. She had
0: a KKK <laughs> outfit.
2: Now that. <laughs> She had a flag with yeah. like a weird X on it. I didn't know what it was, really. She was watching
0: American History X <laughs> and she was talking about how the beginning was great.
2: <laughs> oh my God.
0: It's only clicking now.
2: Yeah. You just the, the podcast ends with you crying. Yeah, I really. can't, I can't. Uh, buddy. Yeah. It We're
0: just that's time. all this is. We just yeah. we just like unravel past trauma. <laughs> that's what the immigrant actually oh, really
2: buddy, is. Buddy, well. I'll tell you something I I remember it when Have you
0: ever experienced real racism?
2: Yeah, man, of yeah? course. Dude, I I'm telling you, I came to I came to Canada with n- almost zero English. Yeah. Like we learned English in Yes,
0: no, you know yes no. Yeah,
2: yes no, car, bus, boy, girl, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Just very basic yeah. words, not enough to get you around. And um because of that, uh and it was in the 90s and bullying was just kind of overlooked and racism excuse me, was overlooked so people would you know it would happen but teachers would just kind of look at you and because you were a person of color it was like ah whatever you know brush it off but if you did anything to a white kid it was game over you know and i remember every recess there was this group of girls that were older than me and they were bigger than me body wise their strength wise they were about 2 2 years i was in grade 3 they were in grade 5 you know and i was i was outnumbered and outpowered by these by these girls and every day they would like you know, say things, and I wasn't understanding what they were saying, but I could tell it was kind of ill-intended, like the tone. Like hateful. Hateful, you know. Winter came around, they would wait until recess, and then they would take snow and shove snow down the back of my jacket. And my jacket was already, like, some cheap thing that I got from, like, a...
0: It was nine colors. Yeah. Yeah. It
2: was actually a girl's jacket, man. It was a green girl's jacket with, like, hearts on the back. Okay. And, yeah, we got it from a a yard sale, you know? Yeah. Garage sale. And uh, it was just, like, so they would just bully me and bully me, and every day they would do that, push me to the ground, kick snow in my face, do all these things. And then one day, I snapped. So one day I'm walking around at recess, and I would just keep saying, stop, stop. Because, you know, I knew how to say, stop, you yeah. know stop, stop it, it, stop it, stop, please stop, you know? And they would keep doing that. And then one day I snapped, I turned around, and I swung. And I just happened to connect with this one girl in the throat. Like, I punched her <laughs> in the throat. Oh, man. Bro. She dropped, and she was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And I ran. I just ran. <laughs> Luckily,
0: was, there was no Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So they would
0: have witnessed everything chris robinson from a distance
2: <laughs> behind a fence yeah right <laughs> but um so uh, i still remember her name it was it was uh it was jessica because there was two sisters jessica and crystal and their dad was a tow truck driver okay and he was one of those guys that was just huge tattoos like hell's angels looking dude yeah like he was a very big very intimidating looking guy yeah and uh so they you know I run away I continue on with recess just being you know doing my own thing and bell goes off we're single file going into the school and for my for me to get to my class we have to walk by the office yeah so we're walking by the office and Jessica, you know how in the office they give you, like, ice for everything? <laughs> no matter. Jessica's yeah. sitting on the bench. I'll never forget this. Ice and she's got throat? ice on the throat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I'm like, I don't know what you're doing right now, but it's not working. But you I gotta was like, ice Whatever. the
0: throat, honey. You, yeah. gotta, you gotta ice the throat. So
2: so then I look, and then I look uh, next to her, and her dad's there. Yeah. And she sees me, and she's like, Daddy, that's him right there. That's yeah. him. And her dad grabs me out of line by my jacket by my collar grabs me pins me up against the wall like off the ground And you're eight i'm i'm eight i'm stand. this is in front of the school office okay two secretaries sitting in that office just typing away seeing the whole thing go down no no reaction no no hey grown man let go of that little child yeah they yeah. were just and and he was just like, "Did you, you hit my daughter?" And I was like, "I don't, I, I don't." He was, I was like, "I yeah. don't know what you You're know." You crying. I'm. I wasn't crying, but I was shaken. Yeah. I was very shaken by it. And I was like, "I don't know," and I was panicking. And he was like, "And I remember him saying something along the lines of like, oh, you ever punch my daughter? I'll find your dad and I'll punch him.' You know?" Yeah. And then he just let me go, and I ran to class. And in a way, I was very embarrassed, and I didn't tell anybody about it. And I went home and never mentioned it to anybody. But it took years for me to, like, someone, I was having a conversation with a friend, and then it just came up. And I was like, oh, my God. That, like, I got pretty much, like, physically, like, harassed or assaulted. Oh, you get arrested uh, for you that. Get arrested you get arrested for that. For that. For that yeah. But 1997, buddy, yeah. the, I bet, like, these secretaries are just probably like, yeah, well, he should learn in this country things don't work like they do back home, do they now? Right? Yeah, and right. I'm just kind of like, oh, my God. Okay. Martha. Right? So... So things like that, that pisses
0: me off, dude. That's that's I mean? straight up racism yeah, right yeah, yeah. there, right? That pisses me off. So the much, idea, so much that, that can go like uh, unseen.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's still, you know, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like this is turning real. This is <laughs> this is turning no, real. No, that's the whole
0: point about this,
2: I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. If I was out yeah, here with a joke, that's
0: the whole subtitle it's got, of my yeah. podcast is unraveling trauma since 2018.
2: Oh, buddy. I mean, I'm not like a traumatized person, but that's something a traumatized person would say. <laughs> I'm not too traumatized.
0: <laughs> but listen to this.
2: <laughs>
0: I was lucky I didn't come by too much racism. But now that you have pretty much. You didn't
2: come by no, racism? No, no, but listen to this. Oh, sorry, now okay. that
0: you have uh, kind of like given me a different interpretation of the. My memory I'm thinking man was I a victim of racism and I was just too maybe naive to see it
2: Well, it doesn't sound like like it like you saw yourself as just a regular kid amongst all the other kids Which is normal for a kid to feel and that's how all kids are supposed to feel but you know with racism It's like things happen and you don't tie it to racism as a kid. You don't go. Oh, that's racist You just go. oh, That's just a mean person or an angry man or an angry woman, but you don't catch Bro, I
0: felt the most racism within the Arab community. What do you mean? Within the Arab community. How? The racism within Arabs.
2: Like against each other?
0: Well, against like darker Arabs. Because, you know, the the shade stuff, it goes across. It's like within like... North Sudan is racist to South Sudan.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. So
0: like that, extrapolate that to the world. That shade shit exists everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like there's just like a little bit of like... I remember going to Sunday school, like Arabic school, yeah. like religion school, yeah. and just every time we got into issues, we would always get we would we were always like uh, painted as like the instigators just by default, because there's like. 80% of the kids are palestini or like 70% of the kids oh, are because palestinian were dark 20% of the kids are like lebanese oh, and there's a couple sudani kids and if one of them is involved in the thing they're gonna assume that, it's them yeah you know what i mean yeah so that kind of stuff because i was so deeply in so deep in like the arab community yeah most of my social experiences were happening within there oh you know man. the white stuff was limited to just school yeah and as because my school we had a Uh, the school had the government-subsidized neighborhood right next to it. So we had a lot of kids in a fucked-up socioeconomic state. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't the only one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, exactly. So in that sense, we had, like, half the school was, like, broke, and half the school was, like, lower middle class. Wow. So we didn't. I didn't grow up around any, like, rich. I grew up around a couple rich people who would— they were doing the exact same thing I was from the other side of the spectrum. They were pretending to be normal. Oh. They were so rich. They were always pretending to be normal, too. Yeah. They would get dropped off from a distance because their dad was driving an S-Class. Yeah. <laughs> Mercedes, you know what I mean? Yeah. The same thing, but from the other side. Like, Dad, you know? I told you, buy a shitbox. Exactly. Come on, it's uh... like kids. We just, because the whole game, the whole way you kill it as a kid is to just be the most um, bandwagoner, right? Well, that's what you think. Uniqueness, unique, man. Nobody's like, yo, no one's like looking at that unique 11-year-old, right? No. No, You're fucking, you got to play the game. You got to be gaming the game that we're playing. We're playing Call of Duty, we're playing Call of Duty. We're playing this game at recess. No one's like, what about him? He's painting in the corner. Let's see what he's doing. No one gives a fuck.
2: But you know what, man? that's, That's what you think as a kid. But like now that I'm a teacher... And I see who the cool kid is and who everybody's trying to be like.
0: By the way, that's the first time you have said that you're a teacher on the oh, podcast. Oh, really? So oh, my bad. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Was I supposed to no, 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 okay, no, cool. Not even. But the fact yeah. that you spoke people are like, You're a teacher? What the fuck?
2: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Teach teach elementary school. Uh I'm 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 new at it. I don't I, I don't say uh you know, I don't talk about it too much, but um but now that I'm a teacher, I get to see who the cool kid is and who you know what I mean? Who the kids that people really look up to and, like, you know, just idolize. And it's always the kid that doesn't care and doesn't conform to the the, the games, doesn't conform to the rules, doesn't really... Yeah, they'll play games at recess and stuff, but they always have their own agenda as well. And kids... I remember a couple years ago, we had this... uh, I was doing a placement at the school, and this kid was just like... Man, I can't say his name, but... He just didn't care for any rules, and he was just so bad, be- like, to the point that his shoelaces were always untied, and you're like, yo, man, tie your shoelaces, right? And be like, yeah, whatever. And you're like, He's what? like,
0: fuck the system, bitch.
2: And he would trip, like, and he oh would fall, God. and I would just be like, hey, man, you hurt yourself. He's like, I'm not hurt. I don't care. And I was like... What the hell? I was like, okay, well, yeah, man, do your thing, you know?
0: Do you always think of, like, their home circumstances? <clears throat>
2: Yeah, hundred percent of the time. Yeah, hundred well, percent. as a
0: teacher, you gotta like it all starts there, right? Yeah,
2: as a kid, you, you they bring their own baggage to the class. Yeah. A lot of teachers think that you know a student, they're here to learn, and I will teach. But a lot of teachers, that's a lot of bad teachers. The, the good teachers try to figure out who you are and where you're coming from, and how can I meet you halfway? How can I guide you versus tell you like, okay, here's a math worksheet, do this, get it done. You got 15 minutes, go. Like, that's not how you teach someone, you know, you go, what do you know about this? You know, like, what is this? So what can you tell me about it? Okay. and then now the way the education is, is that you find out, I think we talked about this last time I was here, but like you take a kid who doesn't know something like, for instance, you're doing addition and you go two plus two and this kid writes six. Right. So back in the day, you're like, no, that's wrong because two and two is four. Right. But it's like now you can't. You you don't you can't tell a kid he's wrong. It's traumatizing. It's traumatic. You can't just and and in a way it is because you're you're not always aware of your.
0: So you agree with
2: this general. I do, method. man. Yeah, okay. I do. I used to in the beginning. I was like, man, that's soft.
0: Kids are weak, now Yeah,
2: yeah. but but in, in some ways, yeah. like there is overkill with like those rules. But in terms of teaching a kid, you don't ever want to like tell a kid he's wrong right away because you want to encourage him to do something because you're trying to teach this kid how to act. You know what I mean? And you go, I'm teaching you how to do this, okay? And then he goes, okay. And then you go, okay, so here, two plus two. Then he goes, uh, six. And you're like, wrong. How do you not know this? That right there is like That's shy- my
0: whole childhood right but, there. <laughs> Dude, that's my
2: childhood too, man.
0: That we, is my whole we childhood all grew embodied up like in this. one.
2: But what you're supposed to do is be like, okay, so you got six? And you go, yeah. And I go, okay, well, how? How did you get to six? Just show me. Just explain to me in your words. Don't even write it down. Tell me right now how you got six. I'm not mad. You're not in trouble. I'm just curious, you know? And then once he gives you the answer, that's when you take out the crowbar, and you're like, wrong! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, you don't man. do that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but um, I, I, I always like going, when something gets real serious, I like always I joking and just having a little uh, sub-story. But uh, you're supposed to just be like, okay, so you got to six, and you will like, because two plus two, and you're like, well, that's three. That's your problem right there, right? So you show them versus, like, force something on them. So...
0: And uh, so you always have to meet them halfway like that. Well,
2: you try. I mean, every kid. Dude, you have a class with 30 or 40 kids. Picture that.
0: I remember when I was in fifth grade, I had a teacher, Mr. fucking Glavak. It's crazy that I still remember some of these early teachers' names. Uh, I had this teacher. I remember on Mondays, he would make us write just a one-page journal entry of what we did on the weekend. And I would always lie obscenely. I would always say this weekend me and my family went to Paris and I had this. <laughs> and, I would... and I always remembered that I was so nervous when I handed it in that I was going to get publicly called out. <laughs> like I couldn't help not lie. It was weird because I was like so like because we were struggling financially. Yeah. But I was almost like uh, in denial of it. Like, this was like my little escapism. Yeah. It's this little lying thing. Because nobody knows of my
2: exact... you get extra marks for being creative.
0: Right. But he would never call me out. He, would... he was a great teacher. Like, wow. I actually had great experiences. Just because I always... I have um, five siblings. And I was in the middle. Oh, so wow. So, I got no attention at home. The hell? So, I got all the attention I needed at school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I would perform academically great just so I couldn't get in trouble. But I was a class clown from day one. (laughs) You know, class clown that gets great marks. That's a fucking teachers. That's an annoying thing for a teacher to navigate. But at least you got the marks. But I got the marks because I was was,
2: I I was the class clown. But I didn't get the (laughs) marks. So picture that, man. From an Arab mom. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, my parents. I got the marks to like buy my love yeah you know what i mean that yeah. was my thing in the family you know how like i told you like our venn diagrams is we're the uh not fully egypt not yeah. fully Canadian. that in my household my venn diagram was i'm the academic disciplined person oh, so i okay, had to okay. play to this brand almost
2: yeah yeah you yeah know? Yeah, i had
0: siblings who were fucking up yeah i had siblings who were this and that my thing was if i get the good marks i'll get i'll get the attention. attention yeah, yeah exactly yeah. So yeah. that was my whole thing.
2: Dude, I never my But
0: you you have just one sibling, right?
2: I have just one older yeah, brother. So
0: that's, that's it. so it's a different dynamic for you.
2: It is. It is, but we also like kind of we're very similar in a lot. We're so different, but we're very similar in a lot of ways, like um like in high school, we both didn't really like he would skip cuz he loved soccer. Yeah. So he would skip to go play soccer, and my dad would think that he was going to meet up with girls. So he'd sit him down. He's like, "Ahmed, I want you to honestly tell me, are you doing drugs? And he's like, no, I'm going to play soccer. My brother had actually made friends with a guy who owns a soccer arena across like an indoor soccer like rink. Yeah. It's like it has boards, but it's all turf.
0: Yeah, they soccer.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, And he would go and he made friends with this guy. And my brother would go play soccer every day by himself. My brother was a star. Yeah. Like, you know, like obviously we're older now, but back then he, he was a beast. Killing a, yeah. To the point that when I came to high school... After him, people knew who I was because of him, and they gave me respect because of him.
0: That's sick. They called me
2: Mini Ahmed and stuff, but oh. it was crazy. So uh, for me, though, I didn't do well academically initially, and uh, they, like, you know, parent-teacher nights would roll around, and, you know, my mom would come in. And sometimes, you know how you do bad on a test, or good, whatever, but you Your teacher would make you take it home and get it signed by your parents.
0: Yeah, I used to fake sign it.
2: I would, same thing. I was fake signing it for forever. Yeah, Yeah. And then, you know, halfway through the semester, after like six quizzes or tests, teachers getting back all these signed, failed tests. And no communication. And yeah, right. My parents. She's like, "Are your parents okay with this?" I'm like, no, "Yeah, my mom signed it." You know, she's oh, like,
0: "They know I'm gonna turn around." You yeah. know, they know it's just kind of a lull. And, yeah, and they know I'll pick it back up. Yeah,
2: I'm just yeah, I'm trying to be <laughs> chill, that's oh, whatever. It is what it is. So, so then I, I would end up. So then this teacher ended up, and te- so many teachers did that. They would pick up the phone because they would send home the parent teacher night interview form to pick the times. And I would just pretend that I took it home, but I would never give it out. It was garbage, right? Yeah, same here. So then they would call my mom and they'd be like, hey, so we would request, uh, we'd like to request a meeting with you on this night, whatever. Are you free? She'd be like, oh, we sent home a form. She's like, I didn't get a form. Like, well, we sent a couple, really. (laughs) And, you know, Muhammad's not really taking them home, so my mom would come down.
0: This sounds like the scene of a movie right now.
2: Oh, my God. Dude, I've had world-class beats because of this. So it just I I would sit down, and you know how it is. In the classroom, sit down, your mom, and then the teacher. And they go, so how is he? And then, you know, they go, you know what? Hey, first of all, so nice to meet you. Uh, You know, I I heard a lot of great things about you. Uh, Mohammed's a a very funny guy. He's just a character to have in the class. He's good energy. He's always making everybody laugh. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But his marks, um, <laughs> his marks are just, you know, I just, why don't I show you, you know? Yeah. And then they would take out this file and show like failed test after, f- not just failed. Signed. Failed and signed by my mom who's sitting right there who never, yeah. never signed any That's of this. And my mom's like, what, 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 <laughs> what, what is, what, 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 what is this? It's not my signature. Uh, who, Muhammad? you. Done. You know, and she'd give me that look and then the drive home was always the best, man. She would
0: Did like, you get ever did you ever get this? Asbor?
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> she wouldn't even do I like
0: she That's my mom's thing. The it, patience.
2: Yeah. I got that as a kid, but yeah. then it You're got beat. and then it, became, be the it yeah. became the look. It became the look. She's like, Okay. And then she look at the teacher, she's like, I'll make sure to deal with this. Yeah. And then on her way home, she would just be like driving. And I used to I used to do this in stand up where just she'd be driving. And you always knew your mom was mad at you when she was talking to God in the car. <laughs> yeah, right. Which she's like, "What do I have to do, Ya Rab? What, why? <laughs> I ask for son, you give me clown, Rab. He makes them, he makes them laugh. You know, <laughs> yeah. she's like, you, you. <laughs> she's literally so like, you, you know
0: you're fucked. You make yeah. them
2: laugh, yeah. but no grades, okay? He's yeah. clown. <laughs> when she laughs, she laughs herself. She's not yeah, uh, just <laughs> a depressed he's, laugh. His clown. Yeah." yeah. <laughs> And then she will will stop at a red light. She'll start talking to other cars about it. She'll like, hey, excuse me. Roll down your window. If you want clown, my son is clown. He's very <laughs> funny. Teacher, love him. You want clown? You know, and, she was, and I was sitting in the car, like, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing that when I get home, I'm going to catch a beating. And I did. I did. Yeah, you got I, a nice one? Uh, oh, every time. Every time, man. Every time. You know, and that's the funny thing is that Throughout my entire, my elementary school was kind of shaky because it's just, you're putting you an environment and no one's really supportive and you're dealing with racism and discrimination. And not just that, but just the difference, a different life altogether. I wasn't used to any of this stuff. So by the time I caught up in English and I knew how to speak English, I was behind in math, science, geography, all this other stuff. So I'm like, oh my God. So my whole school life, I was struggling, you know? And then eventually got to high school bombed miserably passed everything with maybe like 50s you know couple of 60s 70s if i was lucky you know yeah and again man my mom was so mad she was so mad and and uh but again you know long story short is fast track to me going back to school later on in life and like Getting like not one but two degrees, and then becoming a teacher. Yeah, (laughs) you know, look at me now. That's what I'm saying. You know, so I'm like, you want to tell me that, man? So many teachers are like, look with your current grades. Um, have you looked into the trades? You know, <laughs> yeah. because plumbing is thriving right now. <laughs> yeah. Plumbing, uh, 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 woodworking, <laughs> uh, tool and die is a great new program that they're offering. Oh at the, yeah, right,
0: dude. They just had. And me then I come out. up, and I come up like, Miss Jenkins, should I do tool and die? No, no, you're going to be a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, boss. You're,
2: yeah, you're, you're you got, the, got the grades for the future. Yeah, <laughs> you got the grades. Yeah. But again, it taught me the power of the mind, man, and the power of just saying to yourself, you know what, man. I'm just going to do this because, first of all, I wasn't happy with how I was treated as a student. And I, I dreamed of having a teacher who was foreign just like I was, who wasn't from this place just like I was, that I could maybe look up to and talk to about this stuff. But all I had was old white ladies. They're all old white ladies. A couple of old white guys. But it was just people that never understood me and people that just, I never felt connected to anybody, you know?
0: I was did the same thing, and, like preaching to the choir 100%. Yeah, man. Like. And
2: now that I'm in a position where I can teach and I can educate those kids, it's the best feeling because I see little foreign kids looking up to me because I am now there to replace, you know— or, or I'm now there, and last year they had this instead teacher. of
0: fifty-eight-year-old Mr. Davidson. Yeah, you know instead of I mean?
2: fifty-eight-year-old, you know, Eleanor, whatever. Like now they have like this guy, right? Yeah. And and I try to connect with them. I try to, I, you know, I try to figure out. I never, I never want to be the guy who's like, hey, what are you listening to, uh, little little Uzi? That's garbage. This is not real music. This is real. I, yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, don't exactly. want to be that. Have you heard of Camillionaire? Yeah. Now that
0: was when music was music. <laughs> All right, Nelly, the band-aid on the face. Do you even know about style?
2: Okay. You know who the scent lunatics are. <laughs> yeah. Batter up. You don't know. Come on.
0: Yo, we're going to call it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yo, do you have anything you want to plug at all?
2: um what do i want to plug what do i want to plug all I your got...
0: instagram and all that stuff i put on the description but if you got any uh shows or anything you're doing you want to turn out or anything for the london listeners or toronto listeners rather
2: uh well in november december i'm going to be in the west coast in edmonton and uh calgary so uh, just touring out there yeah yeah i'm gonna be out there for two weeks so uh, that's going to be between uh, November 25th and December 6th. So I'm going to do be, do be doing a bunch of shows. Uh, that first weekend, I'm going to be hosting the Yuck Yucks in Edmonton. The next weekend, I'm hosting the Yuck Yucks in Calgary. And then in between, we're going to do a bunch of shows. And in addition to that, uh, a fellow comedian, Danny Martinello, and myself are going to do a show out there. And you know Danny too, right? Yeah, Patrick knows Danny. He's giving me the thumbs up. Uh, Danny and I are gonna p- put together a show out there called Habibis and Paninis. Hell yeah! And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good, man. I'm looking forward to it because I know there's a lot of Arabs out there. And oh, there's a lot hell of Italians yeah, out there too. So if any Arabs or Italians or Arab Italians listening, again,
0: one the, the the dates again. The
2: dates is gonna be from November twenty fifth. Until December 6th or 7th.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have uh, Mo's Instagram stuff up on the description. Yes, sir. So, follow him on Instagram. What is your uh, Instagram handle? My Instagram
2: is at Momo Ismail. M O E M O E I S M A I L.
0: There you go, at Momo Ismail. Just follow it now, and he'll be plugging all that stuff if you are in Alberta, if you are in the West Coast of Canada. (laughs) Uh, September 4th, Plus Time Comedy Show, uh, the monthly edition at Free Times Cafe. For anybody uh, listening from Toronto, come out 9 p.m. September 4th at Free Times Cafe. Great
2: show, by the way.
0: I've had Mo up a couple times love We'll have show. you back on it's, Love that Love that uh, Appreciate you bro Yeah we'll check it up on the gram And thanks so much for listening Again Tell your <laughs> friends about the immigrant section I'd uh, love to have you back on as
2: soon thanks as possible Thanks for having bro. me man Thank Hell you. yeah Appreciate it bro
0: Peace